Welcome to the Guns at Moe News Broom. It's a anime news show, probably. We also talk about video games and manga. I'm JP. I'm joined by Kyle and Vinny. What's going on, Kyle? Hi, I watched the things, but this isn't that show, so I'll talk about the news instead. <laughs> How about you, Vinny? Uh Anime Secret Santa is active. Join it if you want to have someone assign you things to watch and do a podcast. Yeah. Or write a blog post. Yeah, I'm going to sign up right now. Wait till after the podcast, Kyle. Oh, fine. <laughs> Join the Anime Secret Santa where you could pick an anime that I watch and don't review. Uh, <laughs> it's a great time. But Mushishi was good, and so was... Actually, I don't think I've watched a lot of good stuff. I watched Sars on mine. I didn't like it. And JP participates, so you'll get something good probably, like 91 Days. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I got you. I think I've gotten you guys a couple times. I know you got Diego. I don't know if you got me. Well. But whatever. Is it, we're, a, we're a package deal. We uh, are an anime news podcast, but I wanted to talk about... So, I don't know if either of you pay attention to the emo music scene... But nope. there was, a couple of months ago, this festival that was announced called the We When We Were Young Festival, and it was purporting to be like the Lollapalooza of emo. There were so many bands on this poster that went viral, and it was just like every emo band that was out when I was in high school. And uh, if you remember Warp Tour, uh, it used to be kind of a emo pop-punk festival, that uh, I think in like 2015 or 2018 like went under. It was it was essentially like the return of Warp Tour, and everyone was very excited. But a lot of us were raising our eyebrow, like, "Hey, this sure is a lot of bands for one day. How is this possible? Even with multiple stages, it seemed like a organizational nightmare to try to get all these bands to play. And it was in Vegas, which seemed like a weird. Uh, move at least to me uh and some people bought tickets hesitantly and it is this weekend and (laughs) shocker it was canceled the day that the festival was supposed to happen uh allegedly it is going to happen today and tomorrow but the or no just today but the saturday show was canceled when everybody showed up and i just think it's funny it was out of their hands it sounds like it was a uh like a weather thing but just i find it ironic that this thing everyone said was going to be a scam got canceled (laughs) anyway good times this is about anime this is about manga this is about uh, adding us on itunes and spotify and google play whatever these are called those are all the old names just search for gonzo.moe and then leave a voicemail at 716-46-moe-843 that's 716-466-6343 Let's talk about some news. Where are the demons? Bring on the pain! Such an exciting news week. We've got so many newses to talk about, I can't even begin to explain how many exciting newses there are. We've got it's some. Between one and infinite. <laughs> We've got uh, some license announcements. Seven Seas licensed a handful of books. We have one called A Short Story of Seven Lives, which is about a cat. We have The Great Snake Bride, which, surprise, it's about a snake. And then The Last Game, which is probably about a game 
if not the ultimate game, the penultimate game, probably. Uh, J-Novel Club also licensed some manga and some light novels. We have Lady Rose Just Wants to Be a Commoner, Hybara's Teenage New Game Plus, The Coppersmith's Bride, Young Lady Albert is a Courting Disaster, and my favorite of the bunch, These Legs Don't Lie, Harumi-san's Legacy as the Strongest Mimic. I tried to read the description, and I don't fully get it, but the cover is very horny. Uh, Kaiten Books also, uh, they are working on The Bottom Tier Baron's Accidental Rise to the Top. This is a manga, and it looks like it's coming out November 4th. I'm assuming that is digital, since that is like a month away. Uh, What else? We have some uh, streaming announcements. I realize that my categories don't always make sense, so I added another category just for streaming. Uh, High Dive is going to be streaming the Dororo anime with subtitles and an English dub starting in January. This, I'm assuming, is an older uh, anime. Yeah, and this is like a 2018 show um, based on Osamu Tezuka's uh, Dororo. It ran on uh, Amazon Prison or whatever it was called. Amazon Prison? Nice. Yeah, so thank God it's finally going to a service where people could actually watch it. Yeah, I figured this was older because I didn't think there was a current Dororo. It's still pretty recent. Like what? Isn't it 2018, 19? Yeah, it's again, Amazon strike lasted for like six months and then everything was just on Amazon Prime anyway without another subscription. So it's not, it's been available. I think Hideout kind of just has uh, rescued everything from Amazon or relicensed it or whatever. Yeah, they seem to be the one that's getting a lot. Same with like the Netflix titles. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Disney Plus had put out an update. I guess people were asking about uh, Bleach being available in Latin America. And my interpretation of this, no update means that it is not available. And they uh, have no information on whether or not it will be available in the future which is a bummer for people. I would be shocked if they even knew. Like, I feel like anime companies know that anime is big down there, but Disney is just such like, who gives a fuck? I feel like Disney knows exactly what's popular everywhere, though. Like, they definitely keep their eye on what's going on worldwide. All I'm saying is, like, not getting Bleach for that area would be like not getting Naruto or Dragon Ball or something. Like, they just giant down there. I'm sure they have a global right, honestly. Like, they wouldn't, they would get nothing less than the global distribution rights. It's interesting, though, because I'm like, Bleach has started. I haven't been watching it yet, but they're at least an episode in. You think that by now they would have all that hammered out? Uh, we have some stuff on Crunchyroll. There is uh, Arknight's Prelude to Dawn. That sounds like it's probably based on a video game. Uh, and that is streaming. Uh, it looks like it starts on October 28th. Uh, Tatami Time Machine Blues is finally coming to the U.S. via Disney Plus on November 9th. 9th? I don't know if either of you have been watching like fan subs of that, uh, but I know that at least one of you has been looking forward to seeing it. I'm, yes, I'm, taking, I mean, I'm taking the wait and see on this one. Um, no, I mean, Shingo Natsume is directing. Even, yeah. even if I didn't like... Tatami Galaxy, I would still watch it just for him. So, watch it, folks. Yeah, I'll watch maybe it don't give it to Disney. Maybe pirate it. I'm yeah. just going to watch it on Disney. Plus, I've got the subscription from Dad, so. Nice. 
Uh, we have BlackRock shooter Don Fall. Uh, it looks like that is going to be on Hulu. It says Disney Plus will be streaming it outside of the U.S. This presumably, uh, oh, April 3rd. So this is newer. This isn't the one that uh, Discotech has, I assume. Uh, this looks like a newer series. Uh, cool. And it says uh, English subtitles with a dub. Listed as a Hulu original series. That's funny. Uh, Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting will be getting a dub. Uh, what is this? This is going to be on Crunchyroll. Says uh, October 20th premiere. So that premiered on, what was that, Friday? Friday or Saturday? Uh, last Friday or Saturday by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, Crunchyroll will also be streaming Play It Cool, guys. And I've been actually weirdly looking forward to this ever since we first covered it. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of these series that are like are, are completely inconsequential, whereas this is leaning into that, and I'm I'm there for it. So It's just a bunch of people who aren't cool who are trying to look cool, and I'm yeah. like, yes, this is a good contest, a good... Uh, a good thing to build a show around. <laughs> it feels kind of like uh, Dyke Daddy Lives High School Boys almost looking at the cover. Oh, nice. The same level of like, I haven't watched it yet, but I probably will. Uh, this came out uh, October 10th. So I assume that it is already streaming on Crunchyroll by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, what else? Uh, Noise Man Sound Insect? This I must have been in a fever dream when I tagged this, because I don't recognize any of these words, but it looks like it's streaming on YouTube for a limited time. Yeah, it's from Koji Morimoto. He did the Beyond segment on the Animatrix. That's the one where there's like glitches and the kids and the girl are playing around with like weird oh, yeah. bugs. Yeah. Quote unquote. If, if there's a good anthology, uh, he did a good segment in this. Right, because he's also part of Memories and Genius Party. Yeah, and so. Short Piece, I think, even did the opening segment for. I remember the Animatrix. I had a pretty funny Animatrix moment last night. I was joking about Batman, the anime, and how it should have been called Batmanime. And my partner's like, they should do one about the Matrix called the Animatrix. And I was like, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> I have good news. Um, I mean, they even did a Batman a Matrix. They did a Batman a Matrix. What? Yeah, they did like a, no, like a no, four he or means six they did a Animatrix anthology for Batman. It's called Batman Gotham Knights or Gotham, Gotham Knights. Knight I think it's Gotham Knight came out of Dark Knight. Oh my god! It's like it's like oh, I think it's um Cavalry's last anime is in there, which he took his name off. Oh my god, that's not a good sign. Uh, something else that's probably not a good sign. Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Die English dub. We talked about this a couple months ago that there was a do not work order for this. Now, it was a little, I guess, cloudy because I think it was a SAG do not work order, but this is a Canadian dub. So the implication that we were getting from that is that they were trying to hire union actors under like a non-union contract, international, I don't know. It was confusing, uh, but I guess for fans of that series that wanted to watch it in English, you will soon get that option. Where does it say... You mean those scabs who want to watch it yeah, in English? Yeah, you bastards. I mean, unfortunately, watching anime, you don't really have a choice. Yeah. Um, it says that it was streaming on Crunchyroll and Hulu. I don't know if that means that the dub will be going to Crunchyroll and Hulu, but probably. Uh, it just says soon on digital platforms. 
I know that Noel really likes that series. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things from a few people that just enjoy it as like a shown in action or shown in adventure show. Right. I mean, it seems like if you like Dragon Ball, then you would also like this. Yeah, that follows. Uh, Crunchyroll, more uh, more streaming, uh, more than a married couple, but not lovers. The English dub will begin streaming. Uh, oh, it looks like today. So as we're recording this, uh, the first episode of the dub should be available. So if you wanted to watch that, you can now do so. Uh, we have some new series that have been announced. One of them that caught my eye is called Fufu Kokan. It is a erotic manga about wife swapping. And yeah. uh, what Let's I read the translated title of Marriage Exchange, Amazing Extramarital Sex Compared to My Husband. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, can you have extramarital sex with your husband? So I don't know if you can compare. I just the wording is very funny to me. Uh, I've read the forum for this, and it's just like two pages of people arguing about whether this constitutes NTR, and the consensus seems to be that it does not, because I think NTR requires non-consent on the partners. The uh, non-having sex partner, I don't know how to say that. It's a, it's a cuck thing. Uh, so I guess this does not count, because everybody's in on it. Uh, we also have <laughs> this. Uh, this one popped up on Twitter the other day. Uh, PA Works was teasing a new buddy anime, and then a couple days later, it was announced that the assassin anime Buddy Daddies was going to be uh, coming out. And it seems that it's a like a like a gay version of Spy Family. <laughs> At least that's what Twitter was telling me. So. People, there were a lot of assassin-related uh, ones. I it felt like uh, I don't like, but it felt very eighties. Like one of them in particular is just like we were two assassins, but now there's a baby. And I went, Jesus, is this like three men and a baby? Like where's Tom Selleck? You know, I I'm just saying what I saw in viral tweets. Somebody just said, I love how unapologetically this is copying. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Spy Family. And then someone said, can we get a gay My Hero Academia? And someone's like, I have news for you. Tiger and Bunny just had a new season come out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I just thought it was a funny name. Buddy Daddies is very funny. Who could say if it's actually going to be good? Uh, You know, it probably also won't be good, but I'm into it. Story of a small senior in my company now, that title does not really say much. It sure sounds like it's about an old person, but it's actually about a really short office lady with giant breasts, so put it in my veins. Probably a terrible show, though. Uh, it just looks like if Uzaki-chan got a job. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, I'm the, I'm the youngest. Oh, thanks for watching over me, senpai. That's the show. Well, you know. Yeah, I was ready for like a Kosakushima thing or something, but apparently not. <laughs> Uh, something very silly, a, uh, National Federation of Health Insurance Society, they, like, produced an anime to talk about the different kinds of health insurance available in Japan. A lot. I did not watch this, because I assume it's in Japanese, but it's just very, I love the idea of, like, making an anime about health insurance. Uh, Heavenly Delusion, that is one, 
that I'm looking forward to. Heavenly Delusion is a manga that Denpa is putting out. It is pretty fun. Uh, it's it's interesting because it's it's one that like I wouldn't call it like a must read. It's not like the best thing I've ever read, but I have trouble putting it down. Like I read all three volumes in rapid succession, and that is not something that I'm usually a lot more uh, paced out. Like I, I like to read like a couple chapters a day, whereas Heavenly Delusion, I read in like maybe two sittings. The three volumes that are out. How true are the character designs in the actual manga relative to the ma- the cover? Let me take a look. Uh, the cover is really rounded. Like it actually is a very unusual look. But then there's another shot, which is, I guess, this commemorative. I mean, they're, thing they're that pretty close. The that it has the cover of the first volume uh, at the bottom of the story. So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. How, so does it look like that? I, th- I think it does. Um, it's so this is a weird series in that it it's like it takes place in two different I guess points of view and up to the point where I'm at. So three volumes have come out from Denpub and I'm not sure how many are out total. I know that the fourth volume is incoming like in the next month or so. Uh so one of them is this weird like quote unquote utopia where like we've eradicated a lot of diseases and everybody has everything they want, except you have to live in this like bubble world and we don't teach anybody about sex. And so there's all these scenes of kids like essentially like inventing kissing. And they're like, I don't know what this is, but it kind of like, it's, it's not like porn, but it's just like people like they're, they're reaching adolescence and they're getting these urges and they don't know what the fuck is going on because they're being totally like uh, isolated from that type of, uh, I don't even know what the word. Um, And like kids start dying of like mysterious diseases. And uh, then the other uh, point of view is this like post-apocalyptic world. And uh, these two like older, like maybe like late teens kids are, they're searching for, uh, a lost friend and uh, like a also like some kind of utopia. So the implication I get is that they're looking for this world that the other uh, point of view is looking towards or that one is in the past and one is in the future. It's, it's really unclear right now, uh, but it's, I, I really like it. There's, there's monsters. There's like a super gun that they shoot. I'm not describing it super well, but uh, I'm looking forward to this series. There's a lot of nefarious things going on behind the scenes in it. Uh, but yeah, you can check that out from Denpa, and then we will get an anime. Uh, looks like next year. Uh, what else do we have? I love me educational. Uh, I love me. Uh, it's an educational anime exploring gender that will be getting three episodes. It looks like uh, ten minute episodes on NHK, so that's pretty cool. Um, looks like they've done a few in the past. The first anime aired on uh, in March, it looks like. Uh, more Bartender. Yeah, did you see Bartender? Uh, there's a really funny bit where they're talking about why this exists. I did not see that. 
All right, it says, the projects is part of a collaboration to help explain the appeal of bars and alcohol, because apparently Japan, with its changing demographics and, like, younger people not, you know, like, along with the dating and, and, like, smoking and stuff, it's like, they're not going to bars as much. We need to, like, re... We need to, like, instill in them the love of bars and Oh, God. (laughs) We need to maintain our alcoholism problem in Japan. Yeah, thank God. Uh, I, I can't imagine being excited for this because that first anime is so heavily dependent on uh, Imagawa's input. Yeah, is he? Did they mention him in this article at all? They uh, talk about the old uh, series. Hmm. Well, but... maybe they can get him to come back. Uh, we'll see. I know, uh, I think it's, I, I'll watch it. I mean, I, I still need to finish the original. I only ever watched like half of it, uh, because I was watching it on fan sub and I remember my computer could not handle the HD greatness of the CG, uh, bottles. <laughs> I gotta, gotta love it. You know, people talk about the glorious fan sub days and I had so many instances where the fan sub was so bloated that I could not watch it. Uh, finally, the last thing I have under new series uh, for fans of Laidback Camp, it will be getting a third season. So rejoice, fans of Laidback Camp. Uh, we got some release dates for some series. Speaking of Uzaki-chan, uh, season two, the dub will premiere October 15th. So that was last week. Yeah, about just about 10 days ago. Uh, Pop Team Epic, that English dub for season two. Uh, looks like that came out on Saturday. Uh, was it? It looks like the anime came out October 1st, so it probably came out last Saturday for the dub, would be my guess. Uh, Herbivorous Dragon of 5,000 Years gets unfairly villainized. This I thought was interesting because it was a news article about a Japanese dub, so I'm assuming that this is either a Chinese or Korean show. I've seen the poster on Crunchyroll, but I just assumed it was anime. Uh, uh, Looks like Billy Billy. That's, I think, a Chinese uh, service. So, yeah, this must be a Chinese uh, animation. Yeah, but I think it's based on a Japanese uh, comic. Uh, That is pretty cool. So it looks like a Japanese dub in 2023. So I guess for people that want to watch subtitled in Japanese here. That's pretty neat. Uh, or, you know, obviously native speakers of Japanese. Pretty pretty cool for them, too. Uh, or as a second language, I should say. Uh, Trigun Stampede. That is coming out January 2023. They released a trailer. I did not watch it because I can't bring myself to be excited about this series. Have either of you seen the trailer? I keep on looking at the new footage. Uh, and it keeps on not being all there and feeling weird. I read that like some of the characters from the original series are not going to be in it. And all I know is Vosh looks like a weird pretty boy. He looks like an Instagram model. It's weird. <laughs> it's just really weird. Without Without reading into it, it sounds like this may be like more of an original story. This is the reaction that I'm getting. This obviously, I'm very much not paying attention to what's happening to this. But I, I know that I saw people upset that some of their favorite characters weren't in it. And that it seems that it wasn't really connected to the original. But I don't know. Yeah, I know that Mike Tool wasn't aware that Millie is not uh, in the trailer. But Robert De Niro is. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Chainsaw Man. Uh, Chainsaw Man's English dub will be premiering October 25th, so that is the day after this podcast comes out. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with Chainsaw Man as somebody that did not like the manga. I am very much enjoying the anime. Uh, Anime NYC will be doing a world premiere of a show called High Card. This This show is a very... It's a lot. They're going for several different things at once. It's like, oh, there's mysterious play... Like, everyone, they have magical playing cards. So there's 52 cards out there which give you superhuman powers and i'm an orphan did we just lose kyle uh, i think he kyle just muted himself very nice sorry i was talking and then uh, something popped up and it so excited turned about off my mic anyways card. the point is this series is trying to be like i think four or five different series or movies at the same time uh good luck everybody i <laughs> Like maybe I just haven't noticed it, but this is the first time I feel like we've talked about this series. But it, yeah, I don't recognize this. It doesn't seem like this would be also like the announcement that it's happening because it's from the same author as uh, Kakegurui, which I know people like. Well, uh, I don't usually go to premieres, but I will be at Anime NYC. So I guess if I have nothing else going on, maybe I'll go check it out. But I wouldn't count on it. Uh, that is the last release date. I don't know if either of you saw any that caught your eye in there. That was pretty much everything I cared about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, film release date. Uh, we have a date for uh, Ava 3.0 plus 1.01. Uh, IMAX screenings November 30th. So that is pretty dope. Uh, it wasn't made in IMAX, right? This is just—is it just going to be blown up slightly? Was it not made in IMAX? I thought it was. Is it an IMAX movie native? I'll uh, I'll call oh. I'll call the director and I'll let you know. We have Hidekiano on speed dial. So yeah. I mean, if it isn't a native IMAX movie, that that's dope. Uh, I would assume no. like it's it's a giant film that they wouldn't do it. I don't well, know. All I mean is that IMAX has a certain aspect ratio, like true IMAX. Yeah. Like they wouldn't make, you know what I mean? Like if you've ever watched like the dark Knight or movies, like normally it's a lot of regular movie and then a few select scenes that are done in that much more square aspect ratio. So did they do that? Like, are we getting this crazy weird, like very non-standard anime aspect ratio? Or is this just, like the typical widescreen, but on a bigger screen. I'm trying to That's what find out. But some for some reason, when I click on to see more news about Ava, everything comes up in French. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I don't want to know about L'Evangelion. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. We have some series ending. Uh, the biggest one for me, Tokyo Avengers, is going to be ending in five chapters. I do not know how long this is. Uh, it says 29th book just came out. 30th book will come out November 17th. So it's not a bad run. That's, uh, I don't know, around 200, 300 chapters. Uh, I've, I've read that some people were like, yeah, it's about time this wraps up. I guess they've achieved their goals. Uh, Tokyo Revengers is about 
character that goes back in time to try to prevent his girlfriend, well, his girlfriend from in high school from getting killed. I'm assuming he solves that if the series is ending. Uh, Cardcaptor Sakura, we talked about that ending last week, I believe. It looks like the final volume will be coming out in 2023. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, this was a few months ago. We talked about the super smartphone manga, and I remember us like kind of being puzzled about what it could possibly be about because they didn't give us any details. It just showed a guy with a tiny smartphone. Well, it must not have worked out too hot because it is already ending. I don't even think this went on for a year. Uh, Let me see. It launched uh, in May. Oh, my (laughs) God. Yeah, he's getting a good old-fashioned Shonen Jump uh, one-volume test. Yeah, that's, uh, that's too bad. But, you know... I mean, Shonen Jump's always been known for being a uh, cutthroat environment to get that series going. It happens to the best of us. Before My Hero Academia, the author had a series that was canceled after two volumes. So, uh, Rust Eater Bisco, I know we did a review of that maybe two months ago. Uh, that has uh, its manga part two listed as ending in the third volume. My God. Uh, that seems to be the only other one. There's a lot of stuff ending. It's just a lot of like stuff I've never heard of. Like my youth romantic comedy is wrong as I expected. Although that's no, some of these are interesting. Like I, I had never heard of this one. It's called The Gender of Mona Lisa. It says it's ending on its 10th volume. Oh, yeah. I, I was reading about that one. It's unusual for Japanese uh, manga standards, it seems, but it also is kind of funny because it's like, Every like you're in this universe. Apparently, your body at a certain age, like teenager, like as you hit puberty, begins to change to man or woman depending on what you like, how you think of yourself. But this person's like, I'm turning 18, and I'm still androgynous. Yeah, the the forums for that is like two pages of people arguing about the definition of non-binary. I mean, that's like kind of the thing, but it's just like. Cool. I mean, it's cool that it's reached 10 volumes. Oh, yeah. It sounds like an interesting manga. Uh, If it comes out here, perhaps I will read it. Speaking of manga that we've talked about on the newsroom, uh, I've already forgotten what it's called. I just bought it yesterday. Uh, This was maybe four or five months ago. We talked about the manga that the, the, it was so hyper specific with his fetish. Like, I wish I had a super tall elf mommy that really liked my gun. That came out <laughs> this week. And I have it. And it's so funny that you can almost tell it was written by committee because the author is credited as Japanese studio. Oh my God. Or something or like Jupiter studio or it's not like a person's name. It's just says like something, something studio like, Oh my God. Uh, but believe you me, you'll hear about that on the no name show sometime. I'm threatening everybody with it. I love my elf mommy and she loves my gun. Stop waggling your manga at us. The, uh, <laughs> whoever did the graphic design is my hero. The back cover is just different animals in the gun uh, sight thing, whatever it's called. <laughs> anyway, 
we have some manga that is coming back from hiatus and some other manga that's going on hiatus. We've been talking about Hunter Hunter for a few months. Well, it will be returning to uh, Viz, I believe, October 24th. So that is the day this podcast comes out. It took a four-year break. I think this is specifically for the uh, Shonen Jump. Yeah, English Shonen Jump chapters. Because uh, I, I think it had already... I feel like it had already come out in Japanese, or at least he said that, hey, I've written a volume's worth. I, I forget which happened, but... Yeah, I know we talked about he had, had a volume ready to go. Yeah, so that is pretty cool for fans of Hunter Hunter. One day, maybe I'll read it. Uh, it's it's funny, because Yu Yu Hakusho is like my favorite anime... I don't know about all time, definitely top five, and I've had no interest to read or watch anything else from Takashi. Like, I, I have Yu Yu Hakusho, I don't need anything else. Yeah, it looks like this is a simultaneous uh, release oh, that's in cool. Japan and North America. Japan, North America. Technically, it's coming out on the 23rd here, 24th there, but such is how time zones go. Nice. Uh, Skip Beat, that is a manga I have not read, but I thought was interesting because this is one of the handful of anime Kickstarters that we've had over the years. Uh, Pied Piper, which was the company that put out Time of Eve, did a skip beat Kickstarter. Uh, so the manga, which I did not know was still ongoing, is taking a one-month mo- one break due to author health. Uh, I don't know if it says in here what is uh, the issue, but I wish them the best. I've heard that the Skip Beat anime is very, very good. Yep, it is sitting on a pile of shame, though. Yeah. Uh, Toei had a pretty good year. Uh, it looks like their box office numbers were the best that they've ever had. $22 billion in 2022. It's a lot of twos. Surprise, One Piece came out, as well as Dragon Ball Super, Super, Super. Yeah, I mean, uh, One Piece makes up about, like, two-thirds of that just look at the numbers real quick maybe like yeah like two-thirds wow in case you needed to know how big one piece is i guess i'll have to have either of you seen uh red is it out yet i think it's coming out in a few days yeah maybe this week next week maybe i'll check it out i saw mike tweeting about getting uh tickets for it um so it's happening i'm sure i could enjoy it without knowing anything because it's a shonen (laughs) jump movie this is an aside, but apparently, anecdotally, he was talking on Twitter about how the sub-screenings have a lot more people in them, which is that not something me. I'm used to hearing, but it's cool. I'm happy about that. That surprises me. I want to check that a little. I'd like to look at the data a little more on that. I mean, again, he was looking at his own theater. Like yeah. he Because, he, he, you know, they have pre... Now that they have... You have to pick your own seats. You can actually see how many people are attending. Mm-hmm. And there were, like, easily multiple times more people in the sub-screening than the dub. Of course, those are people who are going to a movie theater to watch anime. So, Let's see. self-select bias, perhaps. But that, you know, that, that could be why dub screens are cheaper sometimes. <laughs> uh, it looks like, oh god, I think it comes out in November. Yeah, November third, like the first week of November. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out. I I'm not a big One Piece guy, but I like seeing anime in the theater. Uh, Shonen Jump is doing uh, pretty well re-digitally, not as well reprint, but that should not surprise anybody. Uh, it has topped 700,000 in digital uh, subscriptions, and it has dipped below 1.3 million in print. 
which I feel like I feel like those are the kind of numbers that an American comic publisher would kill for. Uh, but yeah, pretty pretty cool. But not not surprising that uh, digital is on the rise. Uh, and then to our miscellaneous, this is where we have the most exciting news of the week. Well, exciting is maybe the wrong word to use because the first story up is very, very sad. Uh, Kantai Collection is an anime about boat girls, probably, uh, coming out soon. It looks like the uh, illustrator uh, has taken their own life. Unfortunately, Ooh. on October 5th, uh, the news was reported by their husband, I think. Uh, very, very sad. I don't know enough about Kantai Collection to know if it was only a series of illustrations or if it was a manga or, or if it was a game. I just know that uh, this is sad news. Um, less sad news. Vic Mignon is still getting told to go fuck himself by the court. Uh, I don't fully understand what a court rehearing is. I know that he attempted to take uh, Funimation and uh, Monica Rial and Jamie Markey and Ron Toy to trial for defamation, and it was dismissed on like almost every count, and then he tried to get that appealed, and what, three or four years later, that was dismissed again, and I assume that this means he tried to get an appeal appeal or something, but that was also denied. So probably time to give that one up. Cause every yeah, time I think he, he's out of uh, chances. Yeah. Well, at this point, cause what, what was so funny to me is like, it was a stupid lawsuit to begin with. Like defamation cases do not usually work out in your favor unless you are very, very, very rich. And he is not. <laughs> And he had it dismissed, and then the appeal ended up making it so he owed even more money. Uh, I don't think the uh, this part changes the uh, damages, because they just said, no, we're not going to do it. But it's like, maybe chill out, dude. Uh, Silent Hill. There was a lot of Silent Hill news. I am wondering if either of you know anything about this, because I saw... Like, when I read... Hey, more Silent Hill. I think, oh, that's probably pretty cool, but I saw nothing but negativity. Is this bad okay. Silent Hill stuff? So Konami has been kind of out of the video game biz for a while. They've been busy doing pachinko and stuff, and a lot of their you know franchises have just been lying dormant. Uh, they've come back in kind of these limited ways, but they kind of went all out. It turns out that they are making uh, a Silent Hill movie with the director of the original Silent Hill um, movie. And then in kind of like, hey, to support that, they have, they announced three new games. So one is a remake of Silent Hill 2, which is, for those who don't know, that is the Silent Hill that everyone talks about. That's the I'm not saying it's the one. only good Silent Hill, but that's the one that like hit it big and is considered like one of the all-time great survival horror games. And then they announced a game, like a couple of new games that are in, um, that are, sorry, they announced four games. Um, they announced two more that are from kind of smaller indie or studios. But then they announced a fourth one, which is, looks like the only new one, like really new. Mm-hmm. It's called Silent Hill F. And it actually looks very close to like a, I guess, a hypothetical Silent Hill 5. 
And that's the one that people got really excited for. So Silent Hill 2 was a big deal, but the remake, people like it didn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily the best showing, mm-hmm. even though it's like next gen. But the one that really blew people away, I think, was Silent Hill F. And that is actually like really leaning into the Japanese-ness versus all the other projects, which were Konami outsourcing to American studios. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill F, I think it's being uh, done by Ryukishi 07. Oh, nice. Is, he's the one behind Higarashi. And is it Umineko? Yeah, I think yeah. that's a, I think that's a studio, or is that one person? I think it's him. I think it's a guy. Oh, because um, but yeah, he's the like he's the I guess scenario writer behind those things. So, anyways, it showed up really well. But it, I guess in some sense, it's exciting that like let's put it this way: I think that even that like even if you're not the biggest fan of what you saw, it's better than Pachinko Survival Hill, uh, Silent <laughs> Hill, right? Um, but yeah, uh, here's hoping it turns out okay. I saw people referring to, uh, was it Blooper or Bloober or something? Is this yeah, a that's, game studio? They're the ones who are remaking Silent Hill 2, and they have a, let's say that they have a very fuzzy track record. People were not necessarily the biggest fans of their previous work. They did a game called The Medium, which was kind of going for a old school fixed camera Okay. Like third person thing, and people were very mixed on it. And they've done a few horror games. Like one's called Layers of Fear, mm-hmm. where there's like horror in painting. But I've seen people laugh at that game more than be scared <laughs> to give you an impression of how successful it was. That's funny. Uh, I will say, I, as somebody that is not, I've never played any Silent Hill games, but I did enjoy that first movie. So if that director is making another movie, that is good news to me at least, but I don't know how Silent Hill fans received that movie. I think the first movie was pretty well regarded. Yeah, I remember people saying that like it wasn't super accurate to the game, but it was a good movie that used Silent Hill lore. That's more important. Uh, yeah, so I guess the we'll see. I, I'm interested in a Silent Hill 2 remake. I've heard that the game is very good, and uh, I've just never had a chance to play it. And at this point, I feel like I might as well just wait. Although I don't have a PS5. Maybe by the time it's out, I'll be able to get a PS5. There you go. Uh, This next piece is kind of interesting to me. Uh, If you are in Japan and speak Japanese, there will be a One Piece Red screening with a commentary from the creator and the director. So uh, Oda and uh, Taniguchi. I, I don't know if this is a kind of thing that's done super often but i think that's really cool yeah audio commentary is a theatrical that is pretty unusual hopefully if and when this comes out uh in i assume it's getting a blu-ray release it feels like a foregone conclusion hopefully they can include that commentary track yes that's a must uh i would love to hear that uh so uh, i don't know anything about vtubers i don't usually talk about vtuber stuff but this was a very funny story some VTuber apparently like streamed porn using Splatoon 3. I don't know how they did that. It said like using the ink or something. So to me, I read that as like it was an obscure, like scrambled porn type thing. But I, you know, obviously I was not there for the stream. I assume it's, you know, not viewable via archive, but. Well, because. The way in which the ink, right, in that game, there's two sides with different colors and they face. So I think that they just made it so that 
in their computer, their streaming mode had it so one color was considered a like blue screen, quote unquote. Oh and then no! They put the porn into that, so whenever you would like paint, put down more paint, that would reveal more of the underlying, you know, underlaid or overlaid, I guess, uh, porn. That uh, is very funny. And Nintendo had to be like, here, because they have very like Nintendo's usually really bad about streaming, but they had to after this be like, let us underline our terms of service for you like being allowed to stream this. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is like an arguably a good case of like maybe stop that. <laughs> oh yeah, with the chroma key. That's yeah. I mean, that's not cool to dump that on unsuspecting people, but as a bit, I think that's funny. But only I mean, if everybody it, wants to see it. I mean, it's like if you used to play Counter Strike back in the day, you could paste sprays, and it used to be just like porn, porn as far as you could see. Jesus. So you know. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so, uh, this is an update to the uh, passing of Kazuki Takahashi, creator of Yu-Gi-Oh. We, like, it, like, at the time, there was like conjecture that maybe he was eaten by a shark or something. It was, like, uh, wasn't like one weirdo. On it was the one guy, and I wanted it to be true. Uh, apparently, he died saving a handful of people's lives. This is coming from the U.S. Army, which I don't know why it's coming from the U.S. Army, but pretty, uh, pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. It's it's always sad when somebody dies, but I guess if uh, doing something really heroic is at least a cool way to go. Tides uh, dangerous. Uh, I forgot to tag this next one: the U.S. Safety Commission that was talking about Chainsaw Man. Uh, they posted a couple tweets that like, uh, man made a chainsaws. Hmm. And uh, the funniest thing that came out of it, because uh, I, I was looking at the thread, was somebody that made like a saxophone out of chainsaws or some, some kind of musical instrument out of chainsaws. And like, what do you think about this? And they responded, this is literally the reason our organization exists. So people don't do <laughs> things like that. Um. What else do we have? Uh, another trailer came out for the Turtle Shell is a Human Rib anime. It is still uh, very, very disconcerting, uh, terrifying. I cannot wait to watch this uncomfortable movie. Yeah. Uh, th- honestly, this is maybe the only series I've seen where the ghoulish CG like really helps it. Like <laughs> yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to click the link because that image is har- is horrifying. Yeah, it seems that I uh, disgust everybody that I show it to. I love it. Uh, so there is a controversial Yu Yu Hakusho Blu-ray set coming out. The 30th anniversary box set it includes the entire series uh, as well as these new OVAs, which apparently Funimation licensed a couple of years ago. Uh, and I, re- I remember reading about that, and I just forgot about them. Uh, and so this will include those OVAs uh, with a dub, uh, with the original cast, presumably. And the reason that this is controversial is because this is apparently the only way you can watch these OVAs. Uh, and it's like a $100 box set. And, you know, at this point, Yu Yu Hakusho has had so many re-releases that anybody that wants to watch those OVAs probably already has Yu Yu Hakusho I, on Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, I, 
I'm considering getting this to replace my steel boxes. It's a, you know, it's, I just bought them, but, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, fancy releases like this for sure. You could just like. consider this a case to either, you know, sell off your used ones and make, you know, make up the difference, or you could pass along Yu Yu Hakuto, Hakusho to someone who needs to see it, Yu right? Yu Hakuto. <laughs> My bad. I mean, uh, 100 for this is not a bad price. It's, it's not. You're getting in there. Well, and the, the steel boxes are hard to get. It took me a long time to uh, source them all at a reasonable price. Uh, it is just kind of a bummer that Yu Yu Hakusho has such a troubled history in the U.S. Like, it it started on Adult Swim, then went to Toonami, then got sent off to the death slot at five in the morning. Then the DVDs that came out were like kind of confusing, and there were so fucking many of them. Uh, but there was like the uncut version and the edited version, and they all kind of looked bad. And then they did the Blu-ray where they redubbed a bunch of it. And I don't feel like they were, I don't know if there was enough marketing about that. Cause I did not know they redubbed Yu Yu Hakusho and I would have liked to have known that because maybe I would have held on to some of those DVDs. It was, it wasn't like big stuff. It was like, Hey, uh, we redid this character, uh, because it turned out later in the series, there was a big reveal and we wanted to make sure that the dub voices were consistent with the storyline, mm-hmm. uh, and there was another character who, at the time, they changed their name because they were worried about potential lawsuits. And so when they redubbed it, they redubbed it with the actual character name. So it's like, it's fine. It's like stuff that makes sense. Uh, but it would have been nice if they at least included the original yeah. version. But, yeah, there's an element of the time forgot right there of uh, slight changes and small things like that. Uh, but, you know. It's uh, it's cool that they're making this more accessible. It's a reasonable price. It's over 100 episodes and OVAs for, what, like 80 or 90 bucks. The one thing that's a real bummer outside of the OVA thing is that there was also the Azekin Eiz- or Izoku or whatever. There's another OVA that doesn't appear to be included in here that never got a Blu-ray release. I don't think it ever got a dub either. It just got a DVD subtitled release. Uh, and then there's two movies, which uh, I'm skimming these details. I can't tell if the one of the movies is in here. Let's see. Two episode OVA. Does it say whether the movie is in here? Uh, I can't tell. Anyway, there's two films. There's one that's 30 minutes long, and there's one that's feature length. The feature length film... My understanding is that they will probably never see the light of day again. Uh, I think there is a rights issue on the Japanese side, but that was released by Central Park Media, I believe, yep. as the Poltergeist Report, and that has a different dubcast. And uh, it'd be really cool to see that with the dubcast that does the TV series, but I don't, I don't see that ever happening. Uh, I know that the other film was included in that OVA box set, or OVA uh, set, the DVD-only one. Uh, (laughs) We talked about this at length on the No Name show, uh, so I don't know how in-depth we need to get into it, but there has been an update on the Bayonetta uh, voice acting kerfuffle. Uh, So what is her name? Helena Taylor was alleging that Platinum Games was only offering her $4,000 to voice the character, and uh, 
that's not a really good deal. Uh, but it has been revealed through other sources that maybe she was a bit misleading and that it was closer to 15 to 20 grand for the role, which is still not great for a game that makes millions and millions of dollars. I have to speak up here because I've seen some further commentary on this. And what she said specifically was they offered four grand for a buyout, which is something different than being offered four grand for the total. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. that uh, That's fair. Yeah, so that would be... Uh, buyout is like basically them going we'll pay you x much to not make it union like we're like and so that four thousand was just a amount that would be in theory just to get like her to agree not to do the union well sort of um it's i think it it specifically refers to residuals with the sag contract um it's not that it wouldn't be union it's that we're going to pay you this much residuals up front so that we do not pay you any on the, you know, back end. Yes, but you know, that's what she actually said. And so when people that the problem is that this was leaked by Jason Schreier and it was very much like a, oh, the company's saying this. Um like there it was it's framed now as if like, oh, she was lying when I arguably she wasn't lying like what she said was just misinterpreted by people but even the amount that they like let's put it this way people were like four thousand would be like crazy right even fifteen thousand considering how essential she is for that like yeah people are of course getting hung up on the fact that like that's a lot of money like i'd love to be paid fifteen thousand for just like a few sessions but like that's totally disregarding her like contribution to this and what like she should actually be being paid. And that's still like pennies considering that this is a big role. And so yeah. I, I really just hate, I hate to see that the worst people on the internet are very much used as an, you know, they were already like, I'm still going to buy it. Like whatever you're going to, you're not going to stop me. She's being so rude asking for this. And now they've glommed onto this as if like a C, but it's yeah. very much like, Yo, like, don't put your trust in, like, faith in companies, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, the wage is, you know, 15000 20000 whatever to do the game is whatever. The biggest issue to me is the lack of residuals, because that's where the yes. real money is going to come <laughs> from, or, like, even merchandising. And, and that's where you get screwed a lot as a voice actor. Um, I was speaking to... Uh, I won't say their name, but one of the actors that I work with on a regular basis voiced a role in an animation that I believe had a union contract and they didn't get merchandising rights. And so they ended up going off and making like video games and toys and whatever and got soundalikes so they wouldn't have to pay the actors more money. And like, that's it's super ridiculous. fucked up. It's like... I'm the fucking character in your show. I'm the reason they're buying, you know, such and such, uh, you know, whatever. And you're like going out of your way to screw me. Uh, so it's a really messy, messy situation. I think there was, what's the story with Star Wars where the actors are like, we'll take the shitty wage, but we want merchandising rights. And they ended up making I, a ton I of think money. That was um, Alec Guinness who got like some chunk of the merchandising rights. Which, who, who did they It was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, nice. You know, like, it's a lot of money to be made that you're leaving on the table 
And, you know, uh, some people also made the, ex- the comment like, well, she's a turf and she's racist and whatever. And so she doesn't deserve money. And it's like, you can be a really shitty person. But the problem with setting that is it, it, so this doesn't affect just her. This affects everybody in the voice acting community. And so if we say like, well, it's okay if we let this one person get treated poorly, then the next person will continue to get treated poorly. Like if the star of a giant game is getting a shitty deal, that means everybody else is getting a worse deal. Uh, This isn't just about Helena. This is about an entire industry just exploiting its workforce. And unfortunately, the poster... Yeah, unfortunately, the poster child is a really shitty person, but that doesn't mean that what we're fighting for isn't worth fighting. And honestly, like if one shitty person gets a like a good you know payout, if that means that everybody else starts getting treated fairly, you know, like that's that's, that's worth it. Yeah, you know, like it's 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 not a case of I, I tweeted about this. This isn't a case of platinum saying like we really disagree with her ideology and therefore we offered her this shitty deal. That would be one thing if they came out and just said like, you know, which would still be shitty. It, it still would be, or just like we decided to sever ties. Yeah, which because, I think that's different to me than paying like paying someone poorly for shitty poly, shitty ideas versus yeah. paying that not paying them at all or not yeah. hiring them. It's different. I guess that is a better precedent because then you're like, well, where do you draw the line? Because uh, then that would give anybody the carte blanche to like, well, I don't like that you voted for Joe Biden, so I'm going to yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, but yeah, to not offer the job at all because of that would be one thing. But uh, this is just another case of a company exploiting its workforce. Surprise. Greed has no political ideology. Uh, what do we have? Uh, G4 shut down. That's not surprising. Uh, I did not participate in this round of, uh, the resurrection of tech TV, G4, whatever. Uh, I forgot it came back. It It hasn't been good at all. Uh, I've watched a few other things on YouTube and it's been super cringy is the only charitable way to put it. (laughs) But, um, it sounds like they were just completely mismanaged. I saw a crazy thread on Twitter about the CEO who had like a custom uh, like conference room made in full like Imperial, like Star Wars Imperial design to the point that they couldn't film in it because it would be considered a copyright violation. <laughs> but and he and the guy never even used it. He just had it built and like had an office all to himself and never even came in. That's, and that's just one of the examples of CEOs being bastards. Yeah. Uh, where? So was this actually a TV channel or were they only YouTube? Do you know? Uh, I think they were just YouTube. I don't um, think it was a linear channel. Oh, yeah. It says in here that it returned to linear November 20. Wow. It didn't even oh, make interesting. it here. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I really. Because who? What audience for G4? Yeah, uses linear television that much. It's, frankly, it, it's tough because I really liked tech TV in G four, uh, like in its earlier iteration. It turned into just reruns of Cops, I think. Right, and Americans like Most Extreme Elimination Challenge in America, Ninja Warrior. Uh, yeah, but it, it was really important to the like my foundation as an anime fan. It's where I watch Serial Experiments Lane. It's where I watch Boogie Pop Phantom. It looks like they played colorful, uh, the panty anime. That's really funny, uh, and has ties to Serial Experiments Lane because it's the same director. Uh, but like when it went away, 
we kind of filled the gap that it left in our lives. You know, like this podcast is a perfect example. It's like, well, geek, geek news and geek commentary wasn't being catered to. So we did it ourselves. You know, we have all these YouTube channels now, these let's plays we have like gaming historian is like a really good documentary series, which is something that could have played on G4. And so they saw like, Hey, uh, this stuff is really popular again. Let's try it. But it's like, we don't need you anymore. Uh, yeah. It, it didn't bring the level that it needed to bring. And like a seriousness to it. You know, like the, the world is, uh, well, I can't think of how that phrase goes. We no longer need Adam Sessler to tell us what to play. And also it turns out that guy super sucks. Uh, so Morgan Webb is hopefully still cool, but Adam Sessler, uh, I'm pretty sure he went on some like transphobic rant a couple of years ago. Uh, really cool guy. Uh, speaking of people who suck. Yeah. Speaking of people who suck, I hate to give this guy press, but I thought it was really funny. Uh, Matt Walsh, who I believe works for Ben Shapiro. Is that what daily wire is? I think daily wire is Ben Shapiro's. Uh, I'm going to play this clip that he posted on Twitter. Um, What's your opinion on anime? It's really popular amongst teens and young adults. I think it's all satanic. I have no argument for it. I have no argument for why it's satanic. It just seems that way to me. All anime to me seems weird, just like bizarre, creepy. Um, and in general, I don't think that adults should be, whether it's anime or any other kind of cartoon, uh, with, with, with rare exception, adults really should be watching cartoons in general, I would say. I wonder what the rare exception is. Uh, I don't care enough to investigate that, but probably hentai. Probably no, hentai. He pro yeah, I, I think he probably watches hentai. What a oh! This is the same guy that posted about Mob Psycho, saying that Antifa was what infiltrating the mob link on Google or something. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> what a mess! Uh, but also, what a nice allegory for how this person approaches uh, news reporting. Not that we're, you know, journalistically integri uh, integrity integral. I don't know what word I'm trying to say, but we're also like a joke podcast and no one takes us seriously. Everything Satan, we're coming to get you. Yep. Uh, what? I like that we're still saying there's like 30 years of anime. Yeah, right? <laughs> These fucking cartoons, they're all evil. Well, it's just this one asshole because it seems that like... There does seem to be this weird conspiracy to keep anime down, despite the fact that, like, Dragon Ball Super Super outdid an American live-action film during its opening week, and, like, how manga outsells comics, like, three to... What is it, like, three to one or something? I don't know how to do fractions. 75% uh, of the graphic novel industry is I manga. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter. I, you know... It's like video game people or like nerds is still feeling like, oh, I'm uh, like, oh, I'm, you know, our culture is still so niche. And it's like, yo, you know, you're you've won. Like your culture is dominant. It doesn't need to necessarily be acknowledged by people who are in positions of power. Like it's done. That's fair. Uh, I do think it's very funny that the Marvel movies are like some of the best-selling movies of all time, but people still don't read comic books. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of print media, maybe? I don't know. That's a weird segue. A German magazine bought Anime Limited. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, it says that they're part of the Embracer Group, which is that video ah, game group shit. that's been buying everybody. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It says like they're a subsidiary of the Embracer Group. So Embracer is coming for your anime over there in the UK, folks. Yeah. That is a real bummer. They do some very, very good releases. A uh, friend of the podcast and colleague of my girlfriend somehow, uh, Miles, who works for Anime Limited. Uh, that was a bizarre night. I turned on the Crunchyroll Christmas special because I, I think I had just hung out with Mike Tool and I was like, I want to show you the guy I just hung out with. And she's like, hold on. Who the fuck is that guy in the background? Is that Miles? And I'm like, how the fuck do you know Miles? Because she does, like, she watches anime, but not in the way that we're big dorks. She would not just know he worked at Crunchyroll. Yeah. Yeah. We know the staff of companies kind of thing. But I guess they used to be political rivals in, like, school politics, or I don't know exactly. But very, yeah, very I funny. Yeah, I see him. Yeah. Student government. That oh, sounds like Miles is a huge student government fan. You can find some uh, campaign videos if you look hard enough. Uh, <laughs> I really like his fake TED talk in the. Um, Crunchyroll thing where he talks about how we have to like work with our synergies to choose best girl. Uh, what's a real bummer is the videos they have on YouTube. The reason that we didn't watch the whole thing is their videos are out of sync. The audio's off by like half a second. Uh, fortunately, I ripped those when Sony bought Crunchyroll. So nice. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Nintendo settled a. A uh, lawsuit, I think, or whatever. Uh, there was a wrongful dismissal. I feel like we talked about this, but I don't remember the details. I think it was somebody talking about, like, unpaid hours. Uh, let's see what we have in here. The company settled to pay 25910 in unpaid wages. Holy fuck, that is not big enough news. That's a lot of money. You know, for some people, that's how much money they make in a year which is, I don't know how they survive now, but I used to make probably less than that when I delivered pizza. Holy shit. Uh, your job does not care about you. Uh, oh, here's another one that I put in here for Kyle. Tell me about this PlayStation customizable controller and why it costs more than a Switch. Yeah, uh, it's pretty... Su so Xbox a little while ago came out with this, like high quality kind of like a pro level controller right it has buttons on the back like things that you can hit and that you can program so like if i don't know you're playing a first person shooter your fingers on the right analog stick you can have a little thing on the back that you can hit and that you can customize and make it like a b you know like mm -hmm. just another button and uh it has like replaceable joysticks and replaceable d-pads and stuff so now sony made one it's really that simple uh it's very much more like replaceable, customizable, higher quality things. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of money, but like there's definitely an audience for it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's a premium product, but it's priced at that area. And I think it probably does well for the people who want it. Yeah. It's, it's funny to me when something like this comes out and everyone is like, oh, this is ridiculous and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no one's forcing you to buy it. Uh, and I, I watched this interesting video about companies that will do stuff like this. Like they'll intentionally price something high to give the illusion of prestige. Uh, yeah. Like when Apple put out those like $800 wheels for a computer, 
Oh my God. Yeah. Like they didn't expect anybody to actually buy those. Those are just there to be like, we're Apple, taste our balls. Uh, hey, do you want a $200 watch? Uh, I mean, somebody might have bought the wheels, but it's not, it's sometimes it's just about looks. Uh, yeah. Speaking of being something image, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Tatsuki Fujimoto. Surprise, it's heavily involved in the Chainsaw Man anime production. I guess maybe not so surprising, or I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I, I guess I get the impression that usually the mangaka is not involved super heavily. And I know uh, that when I interviewed uh, Tatsuhiko Takimoto uh, about Welcome to the NHK, he said that he was not involved in the making of that anime really at all. Uh, so uh, this is pretty cool. I don't know if uh, either of you have been watching it, but it is great. I think uh, v- uh, Vinny had to go for the record. Uh, we went over time. Oh, so, copy that. I did uh, not notice that. He, uh, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with a manga creator wanting to be more involved. Uh, I know that the staff might not like it because that means no more person has to approve. But like, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with looking over your baby. Uh, okay. Uh, Burger King is putting out some Spy Family Burgers. I always think it's funny to talk about these. There's nothing really silly about these ones, though. I guess there's a peanut butter burger. That's kind of weird, but I know that that's not like an unheard of thing. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Baki, uh, one of the characters that is in Baki, the person they are based on in real life, Antonio Inoki, has passed away. And so there is a special, I guess, Baki chapter that they put out in honor of that character. I think he is one of the wrestler characters. That sounds right. I think their voice actor for them may have also passed away. Like the voice, the American voice actor. Okay. Uh, The Zelda wiki has split off from fandom. I've been hearing a lot about fandom wikis lately, and it's probably because it was just purchased by another company. Uh, But I know somebody put out like a browser extension that disables all the ads and makes it look like a normal Wikipedia page. Uh, a lot of people yeah. seem to be unhappy with whatever company just bought them, though. Well, again, it, it's worrying because a lot of these sites that we use, I mean, Game FAQs is the big one for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I use that site all the time. You know, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, I get stuck in video games like anyone else, and I go to Game FAQs. Um, they've been acquired amongst uh, a few other people, like, as this mentions, a lot of these wiki sites, which is sad because, you know, like, the varying qualities of these fan wikis notwithstanding like the fact that they exist is a lot better than you know like you can look up something and usually the one of the top results will be like not just like a wiki but a specific fan wiki right Mm -hmm. for that series or franchise and it it's sad that they are being like their usage is being hurt so much by these companies which are very much just like raised earth just trying to come in like these venture capitalists take as much money from them and like put, like if these go under that is a bad sign so the fact that the zelda wiki is like advocating people to like literally cut themselves off from that tree and f- make their own branch is i think a, a good one and uh you know taking the some of that power back which is being taken by these giant corporations it looks like fandom owned comic vine cord cutters Game Facts, GameSpot, Giant Bomb, Metacritic, and TV Guide. Uh, wow. That's a lot. <laughs> it looks like they also helped organize a, a Navy Twitch stream, which is a little sus. 
Uh, so then I guess whoever bought fandom got all of that stuff would be my uh, understanding. Uh, cool. And then the last piece of news we have here, you wanted to talk about uh, Suzume. Uh, yeah, just the real new quick. Shinkai <laughs> film. Uh, the piece of news is that a 12-minute preview is going to be coming out October 28th. But what did you want to tell me about Suzume? Okay, so I have to ask, what have you seen of Suzume? Like, do you know what it's about? Do you know the, the quote-unquote twist? It's about opening doors or something. I don't know. I watched a trailer that came out, and everybody said it's about wanting to fuck a chair. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, in the lead-up to this, I've been very excited for it. I was very hopeful based off of what they had shown. And then they released like a video. I'm not sure if it was a trailer or a teaser or what. But it turns out that there's a guy involved, and within a pretty short order, he gets transformed into a chair. <laughs> and he's just a chair with like a missing leg who's wandering Tokyo or whatever the fuck they are. Um, man, let me just tell you, my excitement before that was really high. And the moment <laughs> I saw that it was a like it was going to turn to this weird, like, disney-esque adventure of a anthropomorphized chair oh boy oh boy uh, that's jp <laughs> Why i mean do you don't me? you don't want uh you don't want a, a elf mommy to sit on you or whatever the that's probably not what the movie's about i mean i think there's a big difference between an elf mommy and versus i want to sit on this chair it's literally a chair, and people are, like, bugging out. They're like, why the fuck is that chair moving? <laughs> well, I guess we'll see when it comes out. I'm just saying, stop doing this, filmmakers. I hate this. <laughs> and I hate you. Uh, so, I don't have uh, last week's Toonami ratings, because they were not posted yet. Uh, but I have last last week's. And it came with an interesting note that the the source they're getting their ratings from is no longer providing shows below the top 150, which I assume that means 150 ranked total. I don't even know. Like that's, I'm surprised there's even that many shows currently airing on TV. But so <laughs> Made in Abyss and some others just don't have ratings. Uh, but Housing well, Complex C looks like it was doing decently. Uh, 180,000 people were watching that. Uh, Yashihime was at 130, Lupin the Third 131, One Piece. Uh, both episodes were around 100,000, Naruto Shippuden around 80. I didn't do a comparison, but these seem pretty standard. Um, 183, a little higher than usual for an anime. Uh, typically, that spot is Primal, which does a bit better, but not bad. I have not watched Housing Complex C yet. It should be on HBO. I think it's all out. It was only four episodes. And I want to say that last week or yesterday was a marathon of all four episodes, but I don't have cable. Uh, so I guess that is, uh, that's our show. We have our uh, tops 10 from Right Stuff, which is... Uh, an interesting list. Uh, number 10 for Blu-ray, we have Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. S, we have Ursa Yatra, My Darling. At number 9, Space Sheriff Gavin. At number 8, Mushoku Tensei, Part 1, Season 1, Part 1. At number 7, Fate Grand Carnival. At number 6, Lupin Third. Farewell to Nostradamus. At number 5, I think we talked about that last week. Uh, Project Echo 3 at number 4, Demon Slayer. 
the Entertainment District arc at number three. Digimon Adventure Season 1, that is the uh, discotheque uh, remaster. That's then, the English dub version, not the Japanese yes. subbed one, which is coming out later. Correct. And then uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, that 30th anniversary box set at number one. I well, That must warm your heart. Yeah, I want to... <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted... Uh, because my worry is that if this is a limited edition, that I'm going to miss out on it. But I don't think it is. Worst case scenario, you know someone's going to rip it. It'll be online. Oh, I mean, I'm not worried about... I have you, Yu show. It's just, I don't know. It's a cool little I understand. Uh, FOMO. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like it is just the TV series and the OVA. That is a bummer. Uh, and then uh, manga... <laughs> Chainsaw Man is sweeping it up, not surprisingly, because the anime uh, just came out. So, uh, volumes 8, 7, 4, 6, 2, 5, and 3, and 1 are ranking high. Yona of the Dawn, volume 37, is at number 3, and then Bleach Manga Box Set 2 is at number 1. That is probably due to Bleach, the anime just starting. Uh, for DVDs, we have uh, Berserk the Golden Age Arc Movie Collection, uh, Fushigi Yugi Season 1, Dragon Half. I didn't even know that was on DVD. Uh, Bleach Set 26, uh, 80 Police Files, Yu Yu Hakusho Box Set 3, Ghost Stories Complete Collection, Gantz, uh, the full series, Ryuji the Yakuza, that's a live-action film, and then Dragon Ball Movie Complete Collection. Uh, so that is uh, pretty cool. Uh, there was one piece of news that I didn't really investigate, but apparently there is a Berserk countdown on an official Berserk website that's like a couple months out. So I guess wow. in a few months we're going to have some Berserk news. Whether that be probably them working on the next volume, right? Because now that it's been passed on, yeah, that's probably what it is. Uh, this has been the Gonzo Moe No uh, News Broom, not the No Name Show. We're going to do the I... No Name Show mm-hmm. next week. Yes, look forward to it. I need to read some manga and watch some stuff because I haven't really been keeping up. I'm almost done with Hige Hero, so that's Ooh. fun. The uh, final episode of the dub, I think, came out this weekend. And then I got a lot of manga to read. But uh, you can find us on all your favorite podcatchers. Just search for Gonzo.moe. You can find everything also at the website. Uh, you could see me at Anime NYC in a month. Uh, we will see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.